Hello and happy Friday and welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker and today I am going to be doing another fun commentary track to Season 2, Episode 3 of Creepshow, available on Shudder. Welcome back everybody, thank you so much for coming back to this. These little commentary episodes I've been doing on Fridays have been a lot of fun for me, I really do enjoy them. And they're also pretty easy for me to do, <laughs> uh, just being honest. And uh, again, thank you for listening and for listening to the show. It means a whole lot to me. Uh, today, as I said up top, I will be commenting over Season 2, Episode 3 of Creep Show, titled The Right Snuff and Sibling Rivalry. Um, I am not recording this in the morning before work. I am actually recording this at the end of my day. I got a nice little glass of whiskey with some ice. I'm going to sit down and watch this episode. Um, I have seen this episode before, and I gotta say, the first time I saw this, I actually didn't like it. So I'm curious to see what my reappraisal of this episode will be like. Um, and that's also kind of why I am drinking a little bit of whiskey to see if that will enhance my enjoyment of this. Um, the first story, The Right Snuff, I believe is what it's called. Yes, The Right Snuff. Uh, this one, it, we're, we're breaching into some sci-fi territory. Breckin Myers is in this. Um, I don't know. It just kind of, the first time I watched it, it kind of just came off as cheesy, kind of. Just a little too cheesy. It, I wasn't. I don't know, I just wasn't in love with it. I don't know, we'll, we'll see how I feel on a second go around. Because I, I did see a lot of people really did enjoy this episode. So, who knows, maybe I'm just in the minority. And then the second half, which is Sibling Rivalry. That one is way more, or not more, it is horror comedy. Uh, it is, it's kind of like a retelling. It's it's one of those movies where like the, or one of those uh, stories where the narrative is, is kind of all in the past tense because it's somebody telling a story about what happened to somebody else. And what's really fun about it is that uh, Molly Ringwald is in the second story, so that's that, that, that's a plus for it. Um, but yeah, so going to be watching this, and as always, I am paused at seven seconds into the episode. All I see is the creeper holding the holding like an eyeball and there's like what looks like some christmas lights behind him i'm pretty sure that they are just lights to the spaceship um before i get started and hit play i just want to again say thank you so much for listening to this and since you are listening to this i'm going to go ahead and kind of i guess give you a little sneak peek at some stuff that is to come that's a fun little bonus for being a part of this commentary series with me uh, last night, I got to record a very fun Special Topics game episode with Adam and Devin over at the Great American Scream podcast. That is a fantastic horror 101 podcast is how they describe it. And we that we did our Build Your Own Cabin in the Woods special. I am very excited for people to listen to it. I might actually bump that up in my schedule release. Um, maybe I might, I might release that at the end of May, if not uh, probably the uh, beginning of June. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got going on today. I am really excited to jump right into this, and I'm just going to go ahead and start hitting play in three, two, one, play. Again, I always like the little stuff that they have at the beginning with the creeper. <laughs> 
Ugh, eye trauma is always gross. <clears throat> I don't know. I really do hope that I change my mind on this and end up seeing why so many people like this story. Because I don't know why. I just, I just didn't walk away enjoying it. But who knows? Maybe the whiskey will help out. I am really excited for whenever I do move on to a different show. I'm really excited to be doing the Scream TV series. I think I think that would be a lot of fun. But da, 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 da. I also believe that Greg Nicotero directed this episode, I believe. And it, it, said as, it says executive producer, but I don't know if I've said before, but Greg Nicotero is a horror special effects stud he did the walking dead stuff again awesome comic book stuff <laughs> the right snuff <laughs> I will say that does look like a cool spaceship design. <laughs> it's kind of like a floating donut. There's Breckenmeyer. It's funny. I only can think of him of whenever I see him, I just think of clueless or I think I think he's in road trip. Look at those big glasses. Love it. Said written by Greg Nicotero. Joe Lynch. Oh no. Uh, that radar little system looked like something from a submarine that I would not expect that to be on a ship like this. I would expect something a little bit more high tech. Not the coffee. I love that the cup spills, but there's nothing inside it. Oh, damn. <laughs> I don't know. That was the little hula dancer dashboard decoration. It's funny. The, the spaceship, now that I get to see the full look of it, kind of looks like a, an AirPod. <laughs> like the little ear earbuds. Just kind of, just very generic beeps and noises for a keyboard. Mm-hmm. 
that little machine almost looks like one of those arcade games where the all the light bulbs are kind of like lighting up. And you gotta press the button to stop the to, to to stop the motion of it to where like the the light just stops in between like these two little like slits. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> Again, just empty cup. I wonder if they explained why they had a asteroid or whatever come at them. Hmm. I wonder, I can't remember if we find out why there was something that was able to change course heading at them. <laughs> this is kind of a fun little tidbit of them from space doing a news interview. That's kind of funny. We're living in space. I kind of like that the broadcast here of both of them is in black and white. Kind of makes you think of like the 60s and kind of harking back to like the, the original space race. It's interesting. And the, the, the news logo on the mic with, with the five, with the three lines, it looks very retro. So it's interesting because it's kind of like this retro field, but definitely in a wrapped in a sci-fi story that definitely seems like it's decades ahead of now. Interesting. Tell me all about this, Breckenmeyer. Just keeps just keep spitting that scientific knowledge at me. Love it. <laughs> the 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 kind of dead look that Alex just gave to the camera. First man on Mars. This th that just looks painful and awkward to be part of that those types of interviews. Ugh. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, so this is where we start to get some of the spooky stuff. That is. This is something I will give this episode. There is definite emotion behind this. Jealousy, trying to live up to expectations, the fear of being, you know, being shameful or hu humiliated both to yourself and to your family legacy. There's a lot of that going on here. And some 
what's it called? Imposter syndrome, maybe. I don't know how I feel about the like broken circle logos that they have on their chest. Kind of looks Power Ranger-y to me. Is that the moon? I will say, I don't know how, like psychologically what it would be like to be living in this environment, just be like surrounded by red walls like this, because red isn't exactly a calming color you think they would have gone with, I don't know, white or some sort of calming blue. And yes, I am judging this episode based on the interior design of the spaceship. <laughs> I feel like red would just like make you go mad a little bit. I guess maybe that's kind of the the theme or like that's that's purposeful. Red kind of representing his own inner rage. Fun little eyewash station. I like the shadow. The voice isn't doing it for me. I think it would be better if it sounded more human, like it sounded like an actual person, and maybe just make it a little bit more echoey, like we are hearing a faint memory of his. I think that would have been better. It is interesting that now the lights are off. I wonder why the lights were off. All ears. I wonder what it would be like to just be stuck in space like this for years. I don't think I would do well with it. <laughs> I love how she's holding on to the mic, but the mic receiver is nowhere near her mouth. It's not even in front of her body. <laughs> I, th I think that I, I just don't, I don't know. I just find it so, I don't know, unbelievable that they would kind of break this mission to them while they're in space like i feel like that they would have prepped them for this on earth and you know i don't know because this is like too big of a thing to just like fly by the seat of your pants with i don't know i do love the the how the shot was built or shown right then we have the two pilots and then the little gravity machine in the background that is in between them 
it's pretty good visual storytelling for what's to come. It's kind of showing there's something in between them that will kind of remove this separation. Yeah, so kind of like how it is right here. This is... I don't mind this. It's just the voice. And again, you know, jealousy, shame. He feels like it should be him that's doing it. It's also kind of a thing of, I don't want to say white privilege, but just like privilege of, you know, he feels like he's owed this just because of like the pedigree that he comes from. It's like maybe this, I mean, he's obviously like, like in it, in it, I'm gonna try to say he's obviously an established astronaut because you know he's on like this very important mission. They don't send dummies up there, but he he even can't just be satisfied with just being in space. This also makes me wonder how he handled all the training and the I don't know space boot camp. Because that, that you know that the astronauts go through, because he definitely had to. That that was a competition on some level. I wonder how he handled that. And I guess it's obvious that they aren't friends. That, you know, they're obviously, they're just co-workers. They're just happen to be living with each other in the space shuttle. Because, and this would be, I think, a little bit more interesting if they were like brothers or twins or lifelong friends because there would be even more emotion on it because all the emotions only coming from Alex the the, the tall person here <laughs> the tall guy it, he's the one with all the emotion here and it's there's no you know mirror to reflect off that it's just he's just talking to Ted and Ted is just kind of absorbing it all, sort of. You know, there's no real parallel here. There's no emotion on both sides of this conversation. And I don't know, I just really feel that void. Also, do you think there's actually any liquid in that tin cup? Because in space, they don't drink any liquids, it seems like, at least in this episode. But anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, let me know everything I just said about the the void of emotion from Ted. And if you kind of get that sense too. Because it just really makes me feel like that there's just a little something missing. You know what? They don't even need to be lifelong friends. So like we kind of get some sort of callback to them doing training together or something like that and how there's maybe already some tension there because they've always been in competition. I don't know. I just feel like that there's like a couple things they could have done to improve this. 
I did like that face rub acting there. <laughs> this episode needs some tang. It really does. <laughs> That's what should have been in the little uh, tin, mu tin mugs. I'm kind of getting some Shining vibes here with Alex kind of be like Jack Torrance going crazy, stuck in isolation in this one location. All like the reds and oranges are like the carpet from The Shining. Ooh, that's it. That's kind of interesting. And does that make Ted Shelley Duvall? <laughs> he should be freaking out more. Ted should be freaking out way more here, I think. Dun dun dun! Execute that fun little play on words. Oh! That looked like a dummy. I'm pretty sure I saw the dummy there. He needs to be freaking out way more. This is a really cool method of death. I will give the show that. This is super cool. And, you know, pretty decent effects. They're okay. I mean, I couldn't make anything better than this, but it could be better. Super cool. Head explosion. I mean, you know, this is probably like a four to five on my method scale. If I were to do a kill grade of this episode... I will, I don't want to be that person that like nitpicks, but shouldn't all the equipment in there also be crushed? I don't know. <laughs> I love that they just had to squeeze in that head exploding twice in this episode. I love it. I also want to know if he cleaned it up because I don't see the body in the background. Also, if you murder someone in space, which court do you get tried in? Like, where's the district on that? I don't know. good enough effect for this see this is where i get a little disappointed because it looks cheesy like the creature design is good i don't know i'm just hyper aware that i'm watching a corny show And I kind of hate myself for not, like, enjoying this, because this looks really cool. Mm. 
I do like the voice of the aliens. I understand that this would have been cooler if this was inside their spaceship instead of just having to rely so much on green screen here because I don't know it's it it just looks not great where is the ambassador I feel like that's a line from the Phantom Menace See, it just looks cheesy. Thank God, though, at least we didn't get any of like the that comic book thing that I've hated, where like there's a solid color behind them with just like the black stripes. I will give the episode credit there. <laughs> hmm. I like that they're Cyclops with just like an exposed brain. That's interesting. While I've been criticizing this. I will say I'm enjoying it slightly more. It's probably because I'm doing this little commentary talking to myself in the whiskey, but pointing out the little shining, possible shining reference. Um, I, I, that made me enjoy it a little bit more. I liked it. Let me know if you think if you're getting shining vibes at all. This scene feels like it's going on forever. Again, wish this was inside an alien spacecraft. It would have been cooler. We get to see a really cool new design. There could even be like a little chase scene in there where he gets like lost in like the corridors or hallways. Instead of this cheesy, kind of bad green screen. Also, if you like on that zap back in he should have been in the same pose that he, we just saw him in with him reaching up with one arm just for con for continuity's sake oh by the way so the as i said earlier with the gravity machine being in between them oh a third time we get to see the head pop the gravity machine was in between them, and that's what kind of like eliminated that space between them. That was kind of like the visual storytelling and foreshadowing I was kind of getting at with the how that shot was designed. George, did you say George already getting this? I wonder that's a nod to. Actually, no, I was thinking of Greg. Never mind. I was thinking of Greg Nicotero. Not... Anyways, I'm stupid. That is a cool 
method of death for the world, for the moon to fall into it, instead of them just, like, blasting a little beam of lasers. I do like that they kind of just <laughs> threw the moon into the earth. That, that, that's cool. That's, like, a four or five, because it's unique. There's a little bit of style there. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. So is he the last human? I can't remember if he survives this episode or not. Boy? Okay, now was a... That, okay, this is a cool way to end this. Okay, good ending. I will say that. Good ending. I like the shining vibes. Like I said, it was just missing the other half of the emotion with his space partner. And I don't know. Everything I said about the alien should have been inside a spaceship. I don't know. It, let me know what you guys think. I enjoyed it slightly more, but I don't know. All right, on to the second half sibling rivalry i remember being annoyed by this one but if you like horror comedies then i feel like that you really really like this i was i'll explain at the end of this why i wasn't feeling this the first go around but maybe i could see myself probably enjoying this more Go manatees. That is an interesting mascot. I love how we only see the feet of the dancers on the TV. That was funny. <laughs> Ew. I don't want milk all over my body. No, thank you. I'm trying to see what all's in the background in this bedroom. Is, was that a there's a toothbrush in that pencil holder. An orange toothbrush to toothbrush. What the fuck? That's disgusting. Good. Grace, I'm flattered. <laughs> so yeah, they this is kind of like it. They kind of keep interrupting the narrative to go back to this. I wonder if it's just to give Molly Ringwald more screen time. I like that they're both wearing the same colored jacket. That's interesting. Probably means nothing, but it's always fun to point that out. 
Why is she the only ones? Why is she the only person in most of those shots? <laughs> this is just a sad testament of the poor sexual education that we have in this country. <laughs> I mean, like, this is a, I mean, you know, this this girl here detailing the, the story is engaging and interesting, but it's just a weird tone. It just feels so Disney right now. Minus the handjob joke. <laughs> Why did we need that? Why did we need to see the yellow vomit fall onto us? Ugh. <laughs> okay, that was funny. <laughs> okay, that was funny. She's like, I am Molly Ringwald. I don't have time for this shit. I love how Molly Ringwald here, she's getting so frustrated. She's fidgeting with the with her computer mouse. Look at that little puppy. Dachshunds are really cute. My girlfriend's family loves dachshunds. They have two. You know, just Doing homework on my computer on the stairs, you know, as you do at your own home. <laughs> Shouldn't sh if the okay, sorry, uh, the whiskey's getting to me. If she thinks that her life is in danger, shouldn't she go to the police and not the school guidance counselor? I don't know. I guess they just need, because of Breakfast Club, they just need Molly Ringwald in the high school because of that. Because of Breakfast Club. I wonder if those are even, like, educator books that are behind her. They kind of look too fun to be books about teaching or guidance counseling. Drinking rule for this episode, drink every time. Drink every time they cut back and forth between the narrative and her in the office with Molly Ringwald. I okay, I hate to go here, but this sounds like a really bad, I don't know, porno plot line. I was 
tied up in the basement by my stepbrother. I know in this it isn't step, but ugh. that's just what it sounds like here. I love how much of a shit she doesn't give. Here's your note, get out of my fucking office. That kind of makes me hate the joke I just made. <laughs> Always wear your respectacles. Cheetah print lamp. Just three dudes innocuously nodding and <laughs> pointing at each other. I like how her friend also showed up with a hoodie and her hood on her head. He's holding a creep show comic while pointing at his nipples. Guys don't do that. Well, at least the guys I know don't do that. I can't imagine that working. <laughs> and it's also catcalling, which isn't cool. Cloud B footage, gotta love it. Or is it or is it called B roll? Uh, I think it's called B roll. I don't know. I do like the window, the 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 window in the door. Gotta say. Is that a picture of a grandmother eating corn on the cob? Yeah, right there. Interesting. This music is good. I'll give it that. Spooky garage. Weird string. It's weird how, I don't know, timid she's being. Well, okay, I know that she thinks that her brother's trying to kill her, but like, I don't know, this just seems weird. Who has a green light in their garage? <laughs> I... Why? Ugh. Okay, I'm being so nitpicky. I'm sorry. But I don't get this. I love the outline of the axe that's missing. That's so... <laughs> uh, and everything else is outlined. So that way, I guess you just go, oh, they outline everything. Another... Is that the same picture? Okay, on the fridge, there's a little baby eating corn on the cob. 
I think that's the same picture that we saw on the stairway. I will say she does speak like how my cousins do and they are about her age. What is your actual problem? Yeah, I get a bunch of actualies from them. That's weird dining room art behind her. It's inside the, the frames. It's like a little tiny placemat. Interesting. I just kind of find that idea is funny. You're just sitting there going, how is this supposed to look? Oh, okay. There should have been a chase scene here. He should have chased her and, you know little cat and mouse and this conversation should be happening through a door or something like that it's kind of you know it, it's lacking the physicality and it's kind of boring there's not a whole lot of blocking here should have been a chase scene i like the idea of her mistake in her memory mistaking syrup for blood but that would have been a much cooler effect if they did like a slow transition instead of just like that flash and like the syrup just slowly transitioned into like red and then finally blood. That would have been cooler. That's right, it's a secret vampire story. Also, he, he just put the the axe down like this. She's a threat. I mean, come on. I wonder if this story would have been better if it was told linearly. I don't know. I will say, really cool special effects coming up here. We're going to see how wide her mouth can open now. That looks really cool with the teeth coming out. I do like that a lot. That's a very scary vampire design so big points there for this that is scary also love the little sinuses family in the background it's funny the lighting in this kitchen is not good enough it needs to be brighter <gasps> cool, 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 cool. Super gross, but awesome. Now, was that cool killer 
wow, was that kill cooler, Jesus, was that kill cooler than the gravity one we saw in the first story? I don't know. Punching your fist into someone's chest and pulling out their heart and then squeezing the blood juice onto your own tongue. Or a gravity headburst. I'm kind of stuck between which one's my favorite. We just saw those two things. I don't know why they had to show them again. This is... I hate that most of this episode is her character just sitting or standing and just kind of, I don't know, just telling the story or hearing the story. It's just boring blocking for those characters, and I don't know. Which is why this probably would have been a better story to do linearly. Now, I am all for non-linear stories. Like, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. But I just... I just don't think it was executed super well here. Like, it would have been cooler, you know, starts off with her getting bitten, and then we kind of see her slowly progress throughout the day, and she eats people throughout the day, whatever, I don't know. But at the same time, I guess that story's been told over and over, so this is them trying to be unique with it and give it their own spin. I don't know. This acting. Yes. Oh, this is. Gosh. Uh, again, it feels like Disney overacting, like Disney Channel overacting. This is so stupid. <laughs> Decapitate is not an SAT word. Defenestrate would be, but not decapitate. And defenestration has nothing to do with decapitation, I know, but... Just trying to make a point, I guess. This is just... I hope that you're enjoying it, but I am just not digging this. I guess I will say one interesting thing, again, probably means nothing. Our three characters, this brother, the sister, and then her friend are all wearing these zipper jackets, and they're all different colors, black, red, and green. Don't know what that means. Probably means nothing. I'm just picking up on just wardrobe decisions. This is interesting. You know, this is kind of interesting, you know, make me a vampire so we go kill this other vampire together. 
fighting fire with fire. I do like that. I just don't know why it's called sibling rivalry. I don't know. Also, that was just a little too sexual for, for this. A little too much uh, incest. Blue jacket now. That is the fakest window, like, landscape. If they show the windows again, it looks like somebody printed out, like, the little, like, gateway uh, screensaver and just put it right there. That was cool. I wish we got to see them do that. But, cool. See, look, it just looks like somebody printed out a landscape and taped it onto the windows. So why are they, I guess, why are they going after, after this guidance counselor? I guess it's just their, their 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 crave for human flesh now. Sucks is happening off screen. This is bad B roll. Ew. So did they like take her flesh and feed it? To the cafeteria? This this feels a little out of left field. Hmm. Well, I guess that does it for this episode of Creep Show. I I don't know. I I will say I <laughs> it's interesting. The first story with the, the space story, I enjoyed that more. But the sibling rivalry one, I enjoyed that one less <laughs> this watch. Um, yeah, I don't know. This episode just didn't do it for me. But that's okay. Everybody's allowed to have tastes and opinions. And if you guys really like this episode, hey, good on you. I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, I, it was totally fine. I had different opinions. But uh, let me know what you liked or didn't like about this. I'll be very interested to know. Please DM me on Instagram at BruckerHorror or email me at BruckerHorror at gmail.com. I, I would really like to know what you liked about this or didn't like about these two stories. Also, I'm trying to determine which one gets the best kill grade from this. The, the astronaut getting killed by the gravity machine was unique. I felt like that there was some style points there. And, the, and, like, the head bursting was pretty cool. I love that they showed it three times. And then in the second story, the, the girl, she ate her mom. But most of it happened off screen. But most of the style is just the transformation of her. Because the, vamp, the, the vampiric design that they came up with was pretty cool. I did like that. The, the elongated mouth with, like, the very sharp teeth pointed out. And like the uh, snake fork tongue, pretty cool. And then her, so so I guess the mom will be the the kill I would rank the lowest. And then her punching 
her fist into her dad's chest, ripping out the heart and then squeezing the blood over her tongue. Hmm. I guess I want to go with the gravity one just because of the head bursting. Like it all like boiled up to a point and I don't know, there's a little bit more tension there. So, I don't know, it's kind of like a 1A1B situation, but I'm going to go with the gravity head bursting as my favorite kill from this with the dad being killed by uh, heart punching, ripping outing uh, second, and then the mom being killed off screen and Molly Ringwald being killed off screen as well. Oh, and then the friend that they killed, I guess I'll put her a little bit above the mom just because we actually got to see the body and decapitation. Anyways, this was my commentary episode for Creepshow Season 2, Episode 3. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Again, I hope that I wasn't being too much of a negative Nancy for this episode. I just, I don't know. I had some notes for them that I think would have improved it. But again, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Please share me with a friend. Share me with a friend. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm getting kind of drunk. Share me with a friend, share me with a family member, share me with a foe if you hate the show. Um, And please check out my Buy Me A Coffee. I would love it if you guys would support the show. It would really help me out. I got some fun uh, blogs on there. I just wrote a piece on The Flesh and the Fiends, which was a really awesome uh, horror movie from the 1960s starring Peter Cushing, who is Tarkin, and Donald Pleasance is also in it. Uh, I really like that movie. I also wrote a horror highlights little blog which is just kind of getting you caught up on a handful of movies that i've been watching lately um all right guys thank you so much for listening you will see me next week on tuesday with a very fun episode which will be happy death day i'll have dustin on there to talk about that movie with me and then i'll be back next friday with another creep show episode and then the friday after that i won't have a creep show episode because my commentary episode for that week will be my uh a commentary track that i'm doing with dustin we'll be sitting down to commentate over the movie happy death day to you so i hope that you guys get to enjoy that all right guys thank you so much again for listening share me with a friend and visit my buy me coffee page i will see you next week bye-bye